You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Hello and welcome back to the podcast and happy October. We are so excited to be here with you. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we got into the holiday spirit just a bit and that's because we have some really, really fun, spooky episodes for you. So be sure and tune in all month long. And today we're going to be talking about a very interesting character in Halloween time folklore and that is Frankenstein. Yay, yeah. I um when I was preparing for this, I actually was thinking about how Frankenstein is not the monster, it's the doctor, but <laughs> I forgot that. I and always get that confused. What's really sad about that is that I've read Frankenstein in high school. I read Frankenstein in college. I did a report, <laughs> so I should know this by now. But Um, I just kind of have a fascination with Frankenstein. And I really wanted to do an episode about that because he's just such an interesting person. mm -hmm. And um, one thing that really stuck out to me is that he made a lot of poor choices. (laughs) I think that's pretty obvious. Yes. (laughs) But one of the things that Frankenstein was really set on doing was trying to create basically life from death you know he was taking a lot of things that he found that were that were dying and he thought that somehow if he just formed those things all together he could still have a wonderful life and create a wonderful life and it made me think of in Christianity and a lot of times us as believers we've been given this new life in Christ and God has told us to crucify our old selves And just to walk in the newness that he's given us, that he's completely empowered us to do. You know, it's not in our own effort. But a lot of times we try to take stuff that we should have left in our past life, you know, anger and bitterness and shame and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and carry that in to our new walk with Christ and think it'll still form a flourishing life. And that's just not how it works. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. I don't know if I had ever thought of it that way with Dr. Frankenstein, but that's such a good point. He wanted to create life from death and God is like, no, you, you just have to accept my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that is something that we probably struggle with as Christians is we're all about accepting Jesus, you know, save me, you're amazing. But then once we get saved, it's like, okay, I've got it from here, Mm -hmm. you know? And then we kind of just feel like we have to be the ones to make things happen in our lives. And like Dr. Frankenstein, we're putting the pieces together ourselves, but we tend to grab towards things that are not him. And then it creates this weird hybrid thing where we're trying to (laughs) trying to live for God, but doing it in our own strength. And it just doesn't, they're not compatible. Exactly. That's really true. Um, and there was this verse that I found, and it was seriously so perfect. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and the verse is Ephesians 4, 24. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. When we become born again, we really become a new creation and Jesus comes inside of us and he really empowers us to walk in this newness of life. And it's such a beautiful thing. And we're able to do that with his power, but we're so used to the old habits. Like 
And the Bible talks a lot about this thing, flesh, and it kind of reminded me of Frankenstein because that's oh, really yeah. <laughs> that's what we're dealing with here. Oh yeah, and um, and this flesh is basically just our old way of thinking, our old way of processing our emotions, and it takes time, you know, to start to form our new identity in Christ and to really start to become more like him, because that's what it's really all about. You know, our purpose is really just to become more like Jesus. But sometimes we just need to take away those old things that could hold us back from God's purpose in our life. That's so good. What's funny is that is the same scripture I wrote down. We do not prepare our notes together. So you stole my scripture, but... (laughs) It is really the perfect scripture for this. I love it. I couldn't believe it. And something I found in the Amplified version of that verse, it says, when it talks about renewing your mind, the Amplified says, and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind. And I find it interesting that it used that phrase of, don't just renew your mind like it happens one time, but kind of like you said, just constantly being renewed because the moment we stop renewing our mind and keeping our mind set on him and and pursuing that growth, it starts to go backwards and we can start to go towards, you know, to use the theming here towards decay and towards like the flesh and towards those things. And so, yeah, when we're not constantly renewing our minds, then we tend to kind of fall back into those old patterns and we tend to go towards death, towards the flesh. Mm -hmm. And so I just find it interesting that that verse specifies to constantly renew our minds yeah and when I was when I was like reading more about Victor Dr. Victor (laughs) Frankenstein (laughs) what I noticed is that he was really obsessed with this and I don't know if there was something that I missed in the story that made him so obsessed with wanting to create this monster or at the time he thought it was going to be a beautiful thing but what I noticed is that he was so distracted and obsessed with this that the things in his life that were beautiful, he was not paying any attention to. And I feel like we can sometimes fall into that too, where we are pursuing like stuff in our life, maybe it's goals, maybe it's happiness in a different place, that we get so distracted by that that we end up neglecting the things in our life that are already there. It's kind of like the grass is always greener, you Mm -hmm. know? And I feel like he was just so obsessed with something that ended up going wrong. And at the end of the story, you know, spoiler alert, (laughs) but every good thing in his life was gone. You know, his wife, his family, everything, because he was so obsessed with pursuing something that was ultimately just a distraction. I think we can all relate a little bit to that, just kind of getting distracted by things and then it kind of becomes an obsession and then other things start to fall away. One thing I was thinking of too with this is that when I think of Frankenstein and the monster, I think of like, you know, I picture the old cartoon where like, the arm pieces are like stitched together, you know, and it's like very rough. And I feel like a lot of times too, when we're going through things and we may be going through hard times or we may be going through hurts, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll try to heal our wounds through the acceptance of other people and through other things. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, it's like, we're just kind of stitching 
ourselves back together and it's not actually healing it's not actually whole these things aren't actually able to work together like organs that aren't a part of the right body they just aren't able to you know mesh together but a lot of times we are trying to solve our our wounds and our hurts or or like you said you know like I want to I have this goal I want to make it happen and so I'm gonna do it and so that leads us to get a little desperate and then we try to you know, reach for all these things that are not God and they're not for us, but we're getting distracted by them. And then we try to put them on ourselves and use them to heal ourselves. And then we end up with all these scars and, you know, things aren't working and it's just, it's not working. And I was reading in Jeremiah thirty seventeen, God said, for I will restore health to you and your wounds I will heal. And when I read that, I, th- I thought that was really interesting that he specifies not like your sicknesses I'll heal or, you know, your infirmities I'll heal, like all the typical lingo we hear in Christianity, but he's like, your wounds I will heal. And I was thinking about that and it did make me think of Frankenstein a little bit because I was like, well, what's a, what's a wound, you know? And I feel like when it comes to us as people, a wound is something much deeper, And it's something connected to who we are, whereas like a sickness or an infirmity might be something that came upon us and we're fighting against it and we can see it that way. But when you have a wound, it's usually really deep and it's usually there because it's so personal, right? It's like a, like someone personally hurt you and it's, it feels like it's now a part of you. And, and, you know, we like lick our wounds, like what like dogs do. And like, we want it to heal, but the more we try to heal it, the worse it gets. Mm. And I just thought it was really interesting that God felt the need to specifically say like, your wounds, I will heal. And I even looked it up in other translations and I don't know if it says it in all of them, but it says it in a lot of them, like specifically your wounds. And so I thought that was really interesting, just not trying to look to other people, other systems, other you know relationships to find that healing that only God can give us because only when we turn to him with our struggles and our hurts and our wounds and really at the end of the day, our identity, which is what those things are attacking, that's when we will be able to become whole and we won't be trying to stitch ourselves up with all these random parts. Mm-hmm. When you were saying wound, I was thinking of scars Mm. and I feel like they kind of tie together because a scar is something that has somewhat healed, but it's still there. You can still see the evidence of where you've been hurt. And I think a lot of times we are just carrying around a lot of scars because in our own effort, we've tried to heal them with other things like you were talking about, but we really need only the only one that can heal those and actually restore us is Jesus instead of trying to just stitch it up ourselves. I think that honestly, Frankenstein was just very, um, he was trying to be very, which what's the way to say it? Depend independent. Mm. (laughs) He was trying to be very independent. I mean, he was playing God. He was trying to create life. And I think that's a bigger point too, is that like, that, sh- that points to a lot of things that we can try to do. We can try to do things on our own and we can, can try to control and create this life out of non-living things and only God can bring life, you know? So he really was just playing God. When I was also thinking about Frankenstein, I was thinking about how he was 
always trying to form life from a lot of different things. And I feel like as Christians, especially women, we can get so distracted by the strengths in other people, you know, like maybe it's their personality, maybe it's their talents, maybe it's what they're pursuing. You know, like a lot of times if there's people that are pursuing things in their life, it makes me feel unmotivated. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times that's just a distraction from us to see okay really evaluating what are we good at what do we love what has God put on our hearts what can we go after you know yeah I mean I almost feel like that's what Instagram was created for is just so that women can see what other women are doing and it's true I can get so distracted by what other people are doing what's important to them what their values are what stage of life they're in Because all of those things are going to form what your life looks like, you know? It's not really fair for me to judge my life based on someone who's in their 50s, well-established, you know, been at it longer than me, you know? It's not fair for us to to judge ourselves by someone else's journey. Mm -hmm. And yet I think you're right. Like, that's exactly what the enemy tries to get us to do. And so if, you know, we've been reborn, like we said, into this wonderful new creation, and yet what he'll try to get us to do is go, no, this isn't good enough. And like, you need this piece over here, and then you need this piece over here, and you need this piece over here. And then we start to build this life that we think we're supposed to be building because it looks like other people. But because it's not us, it just looks like a monster. It just looks, it looks strange. And then things don't work Mm -hmm. because what they're doing, they have the grace for. And it's also, you know, the season of life they're in and all that, but it might not be for you. And when I was thinking about it, it did kind of make me think of, I don't know if you've ever like walked into someone's house and this has happened to me where I walk into someone's house and I instantly recognize like pieces of decor. And I'm like, they got that from Hobby Lobby because I've seen it. And like, you know, whole sections of someone's house will look like something I've seen in a magazine or at Hobby Lobby or, you know, on Instagram. And it's just funny. Like sometimes, sometimes people do it well, but a lot of times it's almost like a house where you're not really thinking about how you decorate but you're thinking about what other people like. And so you're kind of doing, oh, this is in style. And oh, I saw this in Hobby Lobby. And oh, well, this person did it this way. And then you end up with this hodgepodge of styles and colors that don't really go together. And it just doesn't feel right. And you walk in and it just doesn't feel very inviting because the house doesn't really know what it is, you know? And I feel like in a similar way, that's kind of like what we do with the expectations and opinions of other people when we start to try and put those on what other people expect out of us, what other people's opinion of us are, or what other people are doing and pursuing and, and valuing in their life, we try to you know make that fit into our life. And then we wonder why we're not a very inviting person. We wonder why we have anxiety and stress and why you know we're not able to, to be at peace and be at rest with ourselves because you know, we're trying to find life through all these other things that are not connected to who we truly are. Yeah. I really feel like when we do that, it just like specifically with the house thing, the house is no longer personal and it kind of, when everybody leaves and yeah, it might be beautiful, but it's like, does it feel comfortable for you to live in? Because it has nothing around you. Like, I love the way you decorate because oh, I'm like you. looking around. You guys <laughs> can't you. see everything. But there's so many things that I look at that. I'm like, 
that's Jessica. Like that's <laughs> yeah. her personality, you know, like Disney stuff. And it's I love lot of that, Disney you know, <laughs> like, and I'm inspired. I think that's a good point is that I'm inspired by those things mm-hmm. in your house. And it's like, I, I, that's what we want. We want to walk into someone else's life and be inspired by them, but mm-hmm. maybe not be like, oh, okay, let me just grab all yeah. these things. Is this is really it's stupid. True. I really hope that anybody watching this has played Webkins or I'm going to sound really stupid. Did you ever play Webkins? Webkins? Oh my gosh. I didn't. Okay, no. maybe I'm, I'm with it. Well, now you have to say it. <laughs> no, I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. When I was really young, I was like obsessed with this thing called Webkins. Okay, there were these stuffed animals that you buy from the store and they had a little tag and then you go and it's like an internet game that you play with them. Oh, I think I may have heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing was that they had templates for rooms that you could build. And it always bothered me when people would just use those templates because I was like, where's the personality? That's not fun. Because it's just, now it's just becoming mechanical. Right. Right? It's no longer... Um, there's no creativity being used in that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I just think we can fall into that a lot of the time. And when we are pursuing somebody else's goals in life and stuff, I think we should also think about the other people that God has put in our pathway that we're supposed to inspire or we're supposed to speak into or we're supposed to like tell them about our struggles and it helps them grow. A lot of times when we're distracted and you can think of it as like two paths, there's these people on this path and there's this people on this path and you like move over here to follow the goals or, you know, the pursuits of someone else. And then all these people that you were supposed to touch and influence are kind of now they're missing out. They're missing out. Well, it looks like I missed out on Webkins, so now I'm really sad, but I feel like, you know, that's such a good point what you're sharing, you know, like how many people are missing out on what we're supposed to offer them and how we're supposed to inspire them because we're too busy trying to be somebody else that we're not able to bring the picture of God onto this earth the way that we were meant to. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many things you don't know what you're missing out on by not living your life and being caught up in comparison. Um, I believe it was Teddy Roosevelt that said, comparison is the thief of joy. And Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you can very easily see how the enemy wants to steal our strength by getting us to lose joy through comparison. Mm. And then we don't have any strength to pull on. And then we end up missing out on the story that God is trying to write through our lives And bringing it back full circle to Frankenstein, the author of Frankenstein, Mary Shelley, wrote in her book, with how many things are we on the brink of becoming acquainted if cowardice or carelessness did not restrain our inquiries? And when I read that, I thought, Mm. man, that's really good. How many things are we on the brink of, of becoming acquainted with if only we wouldn't let cowardice or carelessness stop us? And I feel like that's just really at the heart of, I think, what this episode is about with with Frankenstein is by trying to pull on all these things, whether it's what we talked about at the beginning, old habits, our old mentalities, our old way of thinking, our selfishness, our pride, or trying to pull on what other people are doing and their hopes and their dreams and the way they do things and trying to look like them, always pulling on other, other people. 
How many things are we missing out on simply by not allowing ourselves to get our fulfillment and our life, not from us trying to bring it out of death like Dr. Frankenstein did, but actually pulling on the life of Jesus within us like a deep well, pulling it out from the inside of our spirits, how many people are we meant to impact? How many people are we meant to influence? And what kind of a life is our story on this earth supposed to tell? And we'll never know if we don't pursue it. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Um, I was just hearing a pastor the other day, and he was saying how he feels like a lot of people are just five feet away from like the life that Jesus wants to give them. Mm. And like she said, it's a lot of times it's just fear keeping us back. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times fear is just something. And I think you said this to me. I think it is actually you that I heard this from the first time, but fear is actually like paralyzing. That's what it does. It keeps us from wanting to move in any direction because we've form so many ideas of what could happen that we just stay frozen because we don't we don't want to go anywhere or we move backwards right so that's really good when you first were reading that I was like wait I feel like that kind of is the opposite of the point that she was trying to make (laughs) because Victor Frankenstein literally pursued those things but I get what she's saying and it's a good point Right. I don't know what part in the story that quote was. I'm guessing maybe at the end, but you know, (laughs) but we don't want to be like Dr. Frankenstein and end up having spent our entire life Mm -hmm. pursuing things that aren't working, that weren't meant for us, and then end up with nothing of value, nothing that brings life. And so choosing to just pull that life from God is going to give us a much more fulfilling life. We don't want to be people who are pieced together, right? Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like we we go around and, and we just feel like kind of shattered people, but we're just kind of being held together by something mm-hmm. and just kind of getting through the day. But really we were meant to be healed and whole. Like, like God said um, in Jeremiah, I will heal your wounds. And only by turning to him can we find that, that healing and wholeness that we were meant to feel in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times with, you know, with broken bones, it's like you can try to heal it yourself, but a lot of the times if you do it wrong, somebody else has to come in, re-break it, and then you can actually heal, you know? And I think a good thing to mention is that all of these things that we're talking about, like walking in newness of life, it can be completely effortless on our part if we're just depending on God. You know, we don't want to make it feel like, you know, you do this, do this, get rid of all these (laughs) negative qualities and try to be loving and try to do these things. Like Jesus is the one who has come in to live inside of us and he empowers us. I think it's just about choosing which way you go, you know? Mm -hmm. You can either choose to keep walking in the old habits because they feel comfortable and they feel safe for you because you're familiar with them. Like a lot of times I see in families, um, habits, like really bad habits in families. A lot of times the kid will just walk into that same way that their parents walked, because I think it feels safe for people to do that. But God hasn't really empowered us and given us peace and joy and all these things that are living on the inside of us. And we just, have to choose those, you know, it's not about being, you know, legalistic and trying to do something on our own. So that's just something I wanted to mention. (laughs) So nobody feels, you know, like 
oh, I can't do any of this stuff on my own, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the opposite of the point. That's exactly. Depending like, on God. <laughs> that's, that, that is the point. It's mm-hmm. depending on our own selves is going to end up with this stitched up creation that just doesn't work. Yeah. And so, and, and realizing, like you said, that God loves you so much that he's there to help you. Mm-hmm. That's why he's here. And so it doesn't mean that you have to try extra hard. You know, it just means that you have to turn to God and realize that he knows you better than you know yourself. And he's the one who knows how you're meant to be and the the path that he wants you to take and he can lead you down. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. We're so glad you're here. If you haven't, be sure and subscribe so that you can catch all of the future spooky episodes that we have in store for you this month. And if there's anybody you feel that they could use this, please share it with them and we will see you next time.